It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. I was flipping through the channels the other day, but there was nothing good on. I had nothing to play. So I went to my computer and realized that there was so much content before my eyes. But there's nothing but Netflix in my heart and on my screen. There's always something that Nothing But Netflix is back here to talk about a brand new movie on Netflix, Home Team, starring Kevin James as the coach or er, former coach of the New Orleans Saints, Sean Payton, and a man who I hope will never resign as the co-host of the Nothing But Netflix podcast. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? I'm good, Rob. You don't have to worry about me resigning. But I mean, you did suspend me from the RJP rewind indefinitely. Let's mm-hmm. just can we can we talk about the rewind again? It was a thing. It was a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could talk about that. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll do the the, the tell all podcast uh, one day. But today, yes, look, we're I'm too excited because who's luckier than me that I get to talk about this movie here today with you, Chappelle? I'm I'm pumped up for this. <laughs> who that? Who that? Who that? Gonna talk about this dang movie uh, with me? That's you, Rob. Uh, That's yeah, me. we're gonna have a good time. This is gonna be fun. That's me. Yeah. Okay. Home Team is the semi-autobiographical film uh, about <laughs> what went on during the year that Sean Payton was suspended as part of the Bounty Gate scandal. I believe 2012 is the year. Yeah, he sat out. Yeah. I think yeah. he set out 2012, but Bounty Gate, they like tracked it back to 2009. Yeah. They were like, you, we've been watching for a while. And, you know, so this was the outcome of that. Uh, Rob, semi autobiographical makes me laugh because I, I really want to know how it, like, how involved in this was Sean Payton? I think like, he know, was like, very involved. So you think this is like, if we had to take his word for it. So this is pretty close to probably what happened. Not as far as like the actual outcome of the football games and stuff like that, but like his point of view, because I would say that this movie didn't paint him in the best light. No, like well, that's a bold move for someone who is in control of, you know, what they're going to put on this film. I think that Sean Payton has been trying to get a movie made for a while that I remember reading a story about how uh, Sean Payton hired agents. I, I just Googled right now. Uh, that from back in 2009, Sean Payton was trying to write a movie screenplay about a kid who uh, controls the outcome of football games with his Xbox. So Sean Payton, I think, has wanted to get into the movie game for a while. And this week, the big headlines are that Sean Payton has stepped away from coaching the New Orleans Saints with three years left on his contract. And so there's been a, a lot of uh, scuttlebutt buzz what is Sean Payton going to do next? Maybe he's going into Hollywood. 
Maybe. I mean, this is his, I guess, this is his production debut, I guess. I don't know if he was like a director for something for this in a way, because I know this is a Happy Madison production. But, you know, he's he's on the staff for this one. Uh, he's also in the film, not to spoil it for anybody who hasn't gotten that far yet. Uh, and so maybe he does want to tiptoe into the production side or even acting. You know, Sean Payton has a lot of things in front of him. And, you know, at the beginning of this week, Rob, we did not know what movie we were going to do. But uh, Sean happened. The thing, the announcement with Sean happened, and then we had to call it audible. Adjustments had to be made, and we made them. And so that's why we are talking about home team today. So who knows what's coming next for Sean Payton? But I'm sure if it's a television show or a movie on Netflix, we could talk about it. Chappelle, I come away from this uh, in an interesting spot. Um, I actually uh, liked Sean Payton uh, before I watched the movie. And no, no. I come away from the movie liking Sean Payton less. I mean, yeah, it didn't do a lot for him as far as like as a dad. Like I had no clue Sean Payton was an absentee father, but here we are. Yeah. You know, a, a whole movie about like, yeah, you haven't seen your kid play football. He's been playing since he was like four years old, and here you are, the big time football coach, leaving this kid in Texas to deal with the aftermath of all the stuff that you have going on in the news and the media, and you are nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, Sean Payton, that sucks. And so that's why I was thinking maybe this is like a loose. Yeah. dramatization of what was going on because yeah i don't know i don't know if i would paint myself in that light if i was sean payton not to mention also you know i heard all week long that oh sean payton he's going to television sean payton is gonna go to call games for the all the networks are fighting over him he'd be so good on the games uh Kevin James somehow plays Sean Payton as a person with zero personality whatsoever. I mean, that he plays uh, the Sean Payton like a robot. How are they going to put this man on television? Yeah, that's true. I mean, his personality in this movie is winning. Yeah, I've told you before that that's not a personality trait. It's just mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Um, like he doesn't seem particularly funny, particularly well liked by any individuals. Uh, quite frankly, kind of um, impatient with certain people. Um, his only friend yeah, is I mean, Bill Cower. Yeah, his only friend is Bill Cower, which I think I read something that said that that was also a dramatization for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that phone call went to somebody else. It did. From what it I did. Understand. Well, I, I, yeah. I, we can talk about that when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, so really just based off of what we saw, I don't know how... Um, you know, endearing he will be on television if he's calling these games. Like people, people love Tony Romo as a commentator in a way. You know, like he's very like personable. He's very excitable, and he has like all the loopholes for all the plays that are going on and stuff like that. He loves like, football. Yeah, he loves football, but he also seems like a uh, like a fun person to talk to about football. Sean Payton feels like he is not fun to talk to about <laughs> football. Like he might yell at you, no, or might tell somebody to hurt you. Right, exactly. Or, or, or not, just stand or, by and or watch not say anything if somebody else says to go hurt you. Right, right. Like not exactly stop them, but also cover it up if any people ask questions. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we are going to talk about all that. Boy, there's been so much uh, Texas sports on RHAP here <sighs> in the last seven days, Chappelle. Uh yes, Texas sports. This is where I, I where I call home. You know, um, I I I love football, and I am uh, 
it's hard to say that sometimes because you know it's just so problematic in all these like areas and socially and also physically a lot of times this is just a problematic sport but for me Texas football is where it begins and where it ends and so uh to be talking about home team I don't mm-hmm. know I guess it just like I knew that Sean Payton like was suspended for Bounding Gate, but I did not know he came to Texas, to Argyle, Texas specifically, to do this. I, I had no clue. So I was like, oh, we doing a Texas movie? Bet. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah. So this, this works for me. But specifically, um, you know, uh, we were talking about how uh, last time out, uh, we talked mm-hmm. about uh, Cheer. Talked about. Yes. Uh, and, that, and then you got to talk about uh, March. Yep. We knocked out cheerleaders. We knocked out the band. And now we're doing Texas football as well. I mean, this look, maybe we just call this nothing but Texas. Don't mess with <laughs> Texas podcast this week with me and Rob Sestanino. Texas I and chill. Whatever. Yeah, Texas and Chile. And mm-hmm. we're going to just talk about um, all the hit Texas shows and movies from now on. Yeah. That'll be the month of February. Yeah. Thank you uh, for your timely five-star reviews and all that good stuff. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, let me just get your sense coming into this. Are, are you a Kevin James guy at all, Chappelle? I'm not anti Kevin James. I really enjoyed the King of Queens. Uh, it was at a time in my life where oh. cable was not an option. Yeah. So I was watching a lot of that. Like I, I was going, I think I was in high school and then I'd get out of school and probably do band practice or something like that. Then walk home or catch the city bus. And then when I got home, like, I think like fear factor and, um, <laughs> um, King of Queens were all in that like eight, nine o'clock rotation. And um, then I'd watch something stupid like Blind Date. But there was like a span of time where I didn't have access to the greater television uh, that I'm used to. And me and Kevin James got really acquainted, uh, you know, at least for me and Doug and Carrie from the King of Queens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Kevin James uh, and the King of Queens, uh, I'm a little bit of an outlier, but but, uh, my family, uh, specifically my mom, my dad, my brother, they all, uh, they love the King of Queens. Never missed it. They watched uh, watched every episode. Uh, They love King of Queens. uh, That uh, Doug... He was a Jets fan. He was a Mets fan. He's very popular in uh, the uh, New York, New Jersey, Long Island area. I do feel like that Kevin James has fallen on some hard times. I'm, I'm trying to find exactly the point in which uh, Kevin James uh, became a not so serious uh, persona. I don't know exactly because mm-hmm. I feel like he, he had a little bit of heat at one point, Kevin James. Yeah. So, I mean, the King of Queens is like his his claim to fame, right? As right. an actor. And I do think it's not it's like a light role, but I think around that time he did what Hitch and maybe like the Hitch Chuck is and Larry 2005. Movie. Yeah, I now pronounce it right. Chuck and Larry is 2007. So, uh, I'd say the downfall and this might be sacrilegious, whatever, I'll say it. Paul Blart yeah. time. Well, I, I think-, think that that's the first hit. <laughs> That, that's the first hit Kevin James takes of the, okay so he we go from like sort of like a like kind of like a bankable like uh you know maybe like uh like him and Sandler are sort of like a w- one in one a uh and mm-hmm. then I think he takes even though uh Paul Blar Mall Cop might have been a financial success story I think in terms mm-hmm. of like that how seriously are people going to take Kevin James from here on out I, I think we like uh have you know a, a major correction in the market Oh, yeah. I think Paul Blart Mall Cop made him look like a buffoon. Mm-hmm. You know, like like it almost like he is Paul Blart. Like you can't separate the two once you see that movie. And pr- and prior to that, you know, King of Queens, he was Doug. 
Yeah. And Doug might be, have been like a wacky person, but I don't think he was a buffoon. He has some buffoonish tendencies, but I think he was like rootable as well in certain areas. And Hitch, he was definitely like the leading man next to Will Smith, I guess. So not really the leading man, but he was like the main character um, that we, we were rooting for him there. And now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. I don't really remember it that vividly, but I don't think it painted him in a bad light. Yeah, whereas Paul Blart yeah. Probably I don't think you need, you need to. I don't think it uh, will hold up particularly well. And I'm not sure it held up uh, well instantly. Yeah, and and maybe Chuck and Larry was the first hit, but I don't remember Mm -hmm. him being like held so critically, uh, like held. I mean, that being held critically against him. But I do know for me, after Paul Blart, I was like, oh, okay, because this is Paul Blart, Mall Cops. Uh, he's gonna do the zookeeper, uh, Paul right. Blart Mall Cop Two. Uh, it's gonna set off Mm -hmm. a couple of uh films like that, and then I think then the second big hit to happen, uh, hit like in a negative way to the career of Kevin James is he comes back to television and comes back and does Kevin can wait and Kevin can wait. I don't think uh, anybody liked it. They had the whole saga where they killed his wife uh, after one season and brought Leah Remini in to be his wife in the second season. What? You know, you don't remember this? <laughs> no. He had a wife all through the first season. And then the second season of the show started and I was like, well, my wife's dead. Uh, but, you know, and, and then <laughs> Mary, like they did not like make it a thing. They just said, I have a new wife now. OK. Nope. Didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. How however, um, you know, I think some people did watch Kevin can wait. I'm not one of those people, but it was nominated for a 2017 People's Choice Award. So mm-hmm. there's something there, Rob. Maybe the People's Choice function. Awards are fixed, uh, Chappelle. Oh, so you think the people are the are the problem? The Look, people? I don't think the people are the problem. Uh, I, I again, <laughs> I don't want to get into uh, the legitimacy of the People's Choice Awards. Uh, I, I don't know. That's a different podcast. Okay. Um, no, no, no. Let's just, let's just take a beat, Rob. So the nominees for that particular award that year were Kevin Can Wait, Son of Zorn, Speechless, The Great Indoors, The Good Place, American Housewife, and the winner, Man with a Plan. Have you seen any of those television shows? seen The Good Place. Mm-hmm. And it lost. Mm-hmm. To what? Um, to Man with a Plan. Man with a Plan. Okay, that's a different sitcom. Yes. Yeah. But you know that one. It's on CBS, yeah. I don't know if it's still on. Kevin Nealon and uh, Matt LeBlanc, I believe, were in uh, Man With a Plan. The people have spoken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, is, this is the show that took out Kevin Can Wait. And uh, yeah, it probably ended Kevin James's career until this very movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that Kevin uh, Can Wait was sort of like, you know, for like, you know, 15 years, CBS had like sitcoms of sort of like uh, out of shape husband uh, with wife who is putting up with idiot husband. Uh, I mean, to the point where there's even the AMC show Kevin Can F Himself, which uh, came out of being like uh, making fun of Kevin Can Wait. Yeah, and I mean, you just described King of Queens as well. You know, mm-hmm. like out of shape husband is, is like hot wife is mm-hmm. trying to make sense of all of his, his wacky shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is a trope. It's tale as old as time. Yeah. You know, uh, Ali Lasher calls it lash theory, you know, where the woman mm-hmm. is way too hot to be dealing with her um, not so hot husband and his shenanigans, but that's TV for you. And TV. Life, and this is Netflix, okay? So yeah. luckily, <laughs> there's no love interest for Sean Payton here in this film. 
Yeah, but not without lack of trying from other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see that throughout the film as well. But it just goes to show you that there's not much personality on demonstration here. And that's why I was wondering, you know, what was Sean trying to portray to us was his big, like, contribution to the film. Like, you know, like, as as the main character, is the story, like, I, I, I learned a little bit from this um, Little League stint that I did. Because there's nothing else. Like, we don't find out that he's a loving father. We no. found out that he showed up eventually. Mm-hmm. And we don't find out that, like, him and his ex-wife had like a bad break. We don't find anything. No. We have nothing endearing about Sean Payton. I, I learned this, this week Sean Payton is actually recently remarried. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Who who was the lucky lady? Do I, know I, I don't know her personally. I just <laughs> I just know in in uh, a lot of sports talk radio speculation said you know Sean Payton he just got married. Maybe he wants to spend time with the new wife. Maybe maybe he wants to spend time with the new wife. Well, that's what they're saying. Um, I guess I, he didn't spend time with the old one. Apparently, mm-hmm. I mean, like I don't know if that's what led to the divorce. But uh, according to this movie, once the divorce happened, he really didn't see much of her. Yeah, uh, Sean Payton is married to Skylene Montgomery. Uh, she has, oh. was a former uh, Miss USA. Okay, Sean, I see you, mm-hmm. a baddie, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, a pageant queen. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, that, okay. she was not a character in the film. No, no, no. We we did not get her in the film. I don't know if they were married at the time or even dating at the time. Mm-hmm. This was definitely like Sean in a bubble. Yeah. We didn't get a lot of like his personal inter- interactions with people. This was about Sean and football. Yes, although we did see Sean Payton's ex-wife in the film, and I kind of feel like that if this was any other movie that you have this character, the ex-wife, and then Sean Payton it comes back around, and you would think that they are going to end up back together... Uh, that does not happen, but it does seem as though uh, Sean Payton took a lot of liberties uh, dunking on his ex-wife's new husband. Uh, it's played by Rob Schneider. Right. All right. So Rob Schneider, who, uh, you know, Renap made famous last year, mm-hmm. um, I believe, or was it two years ago, talking about The Animal? Is that the movie y'all did? We did talk about The Animal uh, way back when. Is Rob Schneider uh, the rich man or poor man's Chris Kattan? Ooh, uh depends on what day, I guess. <laughs> um, probably today, poor man. But, you know, if you had asked a few months ago, it, it was a, a depends how Celebrity Big Brother goes. I, I would say I think Chris exactly. Kattan is probably the poor man's Rob Schneider. A hundred percent. But like I said, uh, Chris Kattan is about to get a big old bump. And uh, this might be a hit for Rob Schneider and not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, yeah. So Rob Schneider is playing uh stepdad. He's playing uh, Jamie. So, um Beth, Sean's ex-wife's new husband. And Beth is played by Jackie Sandler, who is uh, Adam Sandler's wife. Oh, I, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. They've been married since 2003, and they mm-hmm. met on the set of Big Daddy. Okay. And so, um, yeah. Um, but she actually was in another film that you briefly spoke about, I believe, Deuce Bigelow, Mel Gigolo. <laughs> um, I don't know how much we talked about Deuce, Deuce Bigelow. Just over that. Just over that. You got to touch on sure Deuce Bigelow, you know? European gigolo? I hope not. Mm-hmm. But in Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo, um, Jackie was actually in the film. And so oh my God. Um, that's how she met Rob Schneider. And yeah. Rob Schneider introduced her to Adam Sandler. And the rest is this movie. Yeah. Does Rob Schneider know of some uh, felony type crimes that Adam Sandler committed and uh, that Adam Sandler has to keep putting Rob Schneider in all these movies or that he'll report Adam Sandler. 
I just assume somebody was holding one of Adam Sandler's kids hostage because there has mm-hmm. to be a reason why he keeps making these films as well. Well, like, I think he makes a lot of money from it. And he has like a development deal with Netflix uh, to gotta be. Yeah. Where that he is like uh, Netflix has paid him a lot of money to make uh, films. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe Rob Schneider introduces Adam Sandler to his wife and now, like, because of that, he's indebted to him, you know? And so, like, I always got to look out to the guy what? who's doing... Was Rob Schneider on life. the set of Big Daddy? No, well, he was induced Bigelow Mel Gigolo, and then he recommended her for, oh, uh, for uh, Big Daddy. Oh, but, okay, so he has, like, a life debt of, like, uh, I love my wife so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, he's you. like, Thank I love my wife me. so much, I'll, I will, you know, let you be anything you want to be in any of these movies for now until the end of time, because I'm mm. Adam Sna- Sandler, and I can do that. But do you think at all that Sean Payton, okay, and maybe, you know, may or may not have a mean streak. Do you think he felt like, well, look, we can't say anything bad about my ex-wife, but my ex-wife's current husband is such a a loser. Make him look (laughs) as foolish as possible. Could you get Rob Schneider to play this, this loser? Uh. Yeah, I think Rob Schneider's like, like, uh, hold my beer. Like, I'm ready. But I think, um, I don't know. So, I and like, again, we don't know how true this, like, Jamie storyline is as far as being the stepdad or the new husband. Uh, but he does make him look foolish. I will say this, though. There are some endearing qualities to Jamie, you know, throughout the movie that Sean had to acknowledge in order to make himself look like a worse parent. So like there's moments where Jamie's like, Oh, Sean, I'm glad you're here for football. I'm actually here. Cause I love my stepson. It's like, Ooh, ouch. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so although he does dunk on this, uh, the stepdad, he, he takes some hits himself. Yeah, spikes you know, the he's, football. A, he's a good sport about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you will. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Chappelle, tell me your review of the movie that because I, I don't have a good sense yet of did you enjoy this or uh, been it? This was a thing I watched. Yes, that's it. You know, like it is not like it is not the most absurd movie that I've ever seen in my life, but it's also not like the best, you know, kids football movie or something like that that has ever come out or sports movie. So I'm just like, oh, this is a thing I watched. I wouldn't I don't think it's going to like be like anything that anybody's like just like beating the drum like you gotta go see this movie but I, like if you just need something on in the background it's cool it gets wacky in points where it like, does it, you know it gets a little absurd but aside from those moments you know i think it's fine mm-hmm. it yeah, no really to me like it was a movie that didn't really know what it was like it's a, ha- a happy madison film so it has the thing mm-hmm. where it's basically like Every sort of like background character is absolutely insane, but the main character is not particularly funny. Any jokes in the film just come from sort of like wacky characters that run into Sean Payton. And it wasn't like a serious movie where uh, like, I don't know if like uh, maybe Sean Payton wanted this story told, but like uh, you didn't think that it was a comedy. 
Yeah, I, I felt like this was like an indictment on Texas because Sean Payton is like the person who comes from the outside and mm-hmm. he just comes shows up and all these wacky characters are around here and he's like I just I just came here to football and then you know the desk clerk is cracking eggs on the on the table at the at the hotel mm-hmm. overnight you know or the bus driver the is wacky or there there's like an assistant coach that's weird yeah aside parents from Taylor that are weird character yeah Taylor Lautner's character maybe the the ex-wife and Sean Payton are like the three normal individuals in the movie full mm-hmm. of crazy they're people. in one movie and then everybody else they meet is from you know Happy Gilmore a hundred percent oh and you know the all Spice Man but we'll, old Spice Man but we'll get to him in a second <laughs> oh that's who that was I didn't even realize that <laughs> you didn't recognize Mustafa I, I didn't recognize him I didn't recognize it now I, I definitely see it now that you mention it but so yeah, he has a shirt on the movie is it's not like uh, a um, laugh riot. It's it's not that mm-hmm. funny. I think that there was one, there was one point in the film that I laughed, and, and I'll I'll mention it when we get there. But otherwise, it's it's kind of serious ish, but then also kind of like a, like trying to be a comedy. Yeah, it's like it was trying to get to that area where it's a feel good film, and I don't even know if it gets that. I don't like, think maybe so. if you're a Saints fan, you like oh, you know, really warm feelings about this. At the, Not like, really. He just little- left. <laughs> I, yeah. Listen, timing is bad. Yes. Do you wait? Pause, Rob. Do you think he timed this like on purpose? You think- I think. Yeah. If anything, I think if I'm Sean Payton. I'm like, how do I get people to not be talking about the Netflix movie home team where Kevin James is playing me? I know I'll announce my retirement. That way, all of the Googling about Sean Payton will all be I'm controlling the narrative. Uh, I don't know, because that just seems like, yeah, on the one hand, that could work. But also that could be the one thing that's making people watch it. Like, oh, it's like that article you said you saw. Is this the blueprint to what's coming next for Sean Payton? <laughs> Check out Home Team to find out if there's any clues as to what he's going to do next. Well, let's you know, like, we'll do like, it. We'll do it for you. We'll tell you. We'll tell you what Sean Payton is going to do next based on uh, the autobiographical true story of Home Team. But more, I, more than anything, <laughs> Chappelle, that I, I felt like that this is a movie that is completely devoid of any fun. Except for when the song We Are Young gets played constantly. Tonight. <laughs> we, I was like, is this the year that came out? Was this, this? I guess this is around that time, right? So this would have been 24, no, 20, 2012, right? 2012, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that's around the time where that song was everywhere. Um, I'm not, look, fun was a good time while they were around. I'm not clamoring for another fun album or hit, mm-hmm. but that was a good time. That really was. And so hearing yeah. that song being serenaded to a random house that was not the person that they intended it for, yeah. leading to a tree fire. And <laughs> that was the one part fire. I laughed. That was the one, the one <laughs> laugh I had in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the moment, but beautiful singing. Yeah. It was beautiful. Great. It was singing. Very, very nice. And, and the only fun, in the film, aside from if you want to count the band playing it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> is the yeah. song is from the band fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, that's 2012. Uh, so uh, We Are Young uh, was number one from the Hot 100 for six straight weeks uh, from March 17th to April 21st, 2012. Yeah. Um, Another thing though that I that I actually liked was at the at the football game, uh, Rob Schneider and Sean Payton's ex wife are sharing a snuggie, 
And I felt like, yeah. like it was like, I thought it was very on, on point of, yeah, you, in 2012, you might've seen people at a football game, uh, in a Snuggie. Yeah. And they, they were sharing Sean Snuggie specifically. I don't mm-hmm. know why, like why they pointed that out, but he's like, yeah, this is, he is his Snuggie. And I was like, Sean, how long have you been away from this house? Because, mm-hmm. uh, why is your Snuggie still here? Um, but yeah, that, that definitely dates the movie just by saying Snuggie because Snuggies were everywhere. I, I remember Did you have one commercials. No, absolutely not, Rob. Please, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. They can we stop down on the snuggie for a second? Let's talk about it. Yeah, you know the thing about the snuggie was you'd watch mm-hmm. the commercial, and um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that maybe um, products aren't really sold on commercials anymore. I feel like that uh, it's almost like uh, mm-hmm. that maybe uh, you see like uh, ads everywhere, like online or like uh, one simple trick uh, stuff. But I feel like that there's not a lot of like big, like infomercial commercials that everybody has to get. But the Snuggie was that, but it looked like one thing, but if you ever got your hands on a Snuggie Chappelle, that the mm-hmm. actual like fabric that the Snuggie was made out of, like it was just like felt. It was uh, it was not particularly like a warm fabric. Yeah, it looked like felt to me, though. Like for me, that's why it never looked appealing. Like I remember the commercials and they were raising the roof in their Snuggie because now your arms can move under the blanket. It sounds like a good idea it, for somebody like me who watches a lot of TV, who is constantly under a blanket, just like clicking through channels and like binging Netflix. This sounds like perfect like Chappelle content, but like I, to the keen eye, you can tell that it doesn't look as comfortable, you know, as you would think it is. And also, it just kind of like became, I don't know, like it came so goofy, like it became like such a caricature of like if you see somebody with a snuggie, you're like, oh god, look at this guy. And so I did feel like that was another way of them not not only dating the movie, but also Sean Payton dunking on Jamie because. Like it, you could imagine him telling the story, like, "Yeah, I went to go see my kids' little league team play, and oh gosh, there's this like nut job and a snuggie yeah. with my wife." And people are like, "In a snuggie?" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, in the middle of Texas, you know, like mm-hmm. um, that wasn't necessary. So, I, yeah, I, I caught the snuggie call out too. But in a way, isn't it Sean Payton dunking on himself to say that his wife was uh, has replaced him with a man who wears a snuggie in public? Yeah, I mean. I wouldn't admit to that. You know, if it was me, I would be like, oh, yeah, she moved on with some guy. You played yourself, Sean. It's really not the flex that you thought it was, Sean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. But like I said, there are some endearing things about Jamie throughout the film, like his attention to the actual, you know, kids Mm -hmm. and actually caring about the kids more than just football. But like I said, depending on your point of view, you might not hear about Transcendental meditation, which I think the the film kind of makes fun of. Yeah, he's had a couple nights in um, like Asia and in random ba- bathhouses with sumo wrestlers. So mm-hmm. there's some things that Jamie's doing that you might raise an eyebrow at that yeah. Sean might be picking on. But I wonder how true that is. I wonder if there's like a Jamie sitting at home watching the movie now with Sean Payton's now adult son. And they're like, oh, really? Is that what your dad thinks about me? Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's going to come up at the next uh, family function or press conference. Oh, yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chappelle, uh, we have uh, not talked too much about Taylor Lautner, who stars as the coach of the football team that Sean Payton uh, comes in. Now, for Taylor Lautner, uh, what does this say about uh, where he is on his uh, career path that he is uh, the coach here in home team? 
You know, we talked about Kevin James taking a big hit, you know, and like taking a big fall as far as like his popularity or at least his seriousness as an actor. Um, And Taylor Lautner is somebody who we have to probably point out that has like a roller coaster of a career. Yeah. Like he's gone from being like almost like a no name, like kid star, right? Like I remember Shark Boy, Shark Boy and Lava Girl and stuff like that. Like he was in like those little like trashy, like, well, I won't say trashy because people love them, but he was in those really bad acted movies like that, like, like the Spy Kids and stuff like that. He wasn't in Spy Kids, but similar movies to that. Um, and then all of a sudden he shot into fame as like his idol, this teen idol for Twilight. I remember like, People love Taylor Lautner so much. So like, much. he was just like a household name, and now I yeah. let's I just mean, say I have to Google his name. It's <laughs> not just the Snuggie that wishes it was still 2012. Okay, man. Okay, now that's a good point. Um, yeah, I think Taylor Lautner has also eased his way into that Adam Sandler friend group. Don't you think? Because maybe he was in Grown Ups. T- well, he was in Grown, yeah, grown Ups, ups too. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's in. The, and this, I'm sure, if we dig a little deeper, we might be able to find some other overlap. So yeah. I don't know where he jumped uh, ship from Twilight and made his way into Adam Sandler. This is the great. first time he's worked in four years. Uh, his last TV credit was something called Cuckoo, uh, and before that, he was on uh, the show. Uh, I believe the Ryan Murphy Scream Queens. I remember Scream Queens. Yeah, honestly, uh, but Fox show. yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. That was 2016. Just, yeah, I mean, he did some films with uh, Rob Schneider, and like I said, he did Grown Ups, and so I was just thinking somewhere between Twilight and Grown Ups, uh, Taylor Lautner went to reinvent himself, and mm-hmm. he did it very well because he's almost unrecognizable right. as. Um, this man that he's yeah. in this movie, Mr. Uh, Coach Lambert. Yep. Look, uh, I think that a lot of people uh, had the choice. Go Team Edward, Team Jacob. You know, you look back and you probably kick yourself every day if you were Team Jacob. Is Team Edward? I mean, Team, team Edward is Batman. Let's be very clear. Yeah. So you you, you could have either go with Batman or Shark Boy, and y'all chose Shark Boy. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. You uh, went also, the wrong way. You made a bad choice. What do you want? But it was. But hold on. Let's talk about these Twilight fans. It was clear in the real time that Team Jacob was not the answer. She, it is this like 12 year old kid pining after this high school girl and she's like ignoring him all the time. Like she's jumping off of cliffs trying to get the vampire guy to come back. But here's the werewolf imprinting on her child. Mm-hmm. On her child. Yeah, if you were a team, Jacob, look, take a good look in the mirror at yourself. Grow up. And look at him now. Sorry. He's not grown up, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's not even a good uh, sixth grade football coach. No, he's a horrible football coach. And he was a horrible match for that Bella lady. Like, come on, man. I'm, look, I'm sure Taylor Lautner has done great things. I'm sure he's a very nice individual. Isn't he Canadian? So I think that's like a know. default to being a nice individual. But all that to say, um, I. I don't recognize this Taylor Lautner. This is not the Taylor Lautner of my day. Chappelle, I would imagine, though, that maybe there was a conversation. It was like, all right, Taylor. All right. We got a big plan to get you back out there. This is going to be your big glow up 2022. We are going to get everybody talking about how hot you are again. Like, okay, well, I'm all ears. Here's the plan. We're going to put you in a movie and you are going to stand next to Kevin James. 
And just by contrast, you will, you know, you're going to shine. Because, I mean, Taylor Lautner was on, like, all the, like, sexiest men list back in the day. Like, if there was a list of, like, attractive people, he was in all of them. GQ magazine yep. people, all that stuff. And so it's kind of like, yeah, he's falling out of, like, the public eye a little bit. So it's like, let's remind everyone how hot you are by putting you by, by somebody. By putting you next to Kevin hot. James. Right. Who is probably less hot, depending on your, you know, your type or your taste. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, but you know, t- maybe Taylor Lautner can have a resurgence and be like one of the like most attractive people in the world again by the public's eye because didn't we just look up and um Paul Rudd is now like mm-hmm. the sexiest man yeah, alive? That's right. Like it yeah, and it's been like 50 years since Paul Rudd was like extremely relevant and now he's like back and like the sexiest man alive. So I don't think Taylor Lautner can, you know, get that old thing back. Careful, she, you're going to get dragged by Paul Rudd Twitter. I, Paul Rudd Twitter and I are the same. We are the same. I am the comptroller of pa- Paul Rudd Twitter. I remember uh, Clueless when he was um, a college uh, college uh, student trying to date his teenage sister. Yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, we can talk about Paul Rudd if you would like to. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is this your king, Paul Rudd Twitter? My yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, ex-stepsister, you know, they were divorced, whatever. Mm-hmm. Grown-ass man. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh... What do you think about the choice of Kevin James as Sean Payton? Eh, you know, like Sean Payton does. He seems like a very serious person based off of this movie and what I've always seen of him. Like he looks like a happy guy, but yeah. not like I, I wouldn't give him like, oh, he has a personality that has to be portrayed by Kevin James specifically. Um, yeah. And now that you mention it, I maybe think that Kevin James, this movie didn't do him any like favors at all because he's so he's such a funny person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you made him play somebody who's not funny at all. So it's like, why pick Kevin James for this? You could pick literally anybody and it would have been fine. But you you picked like a very funny person from my point of view to play somebody who's not so funny. And he didn't bring like a lot of comedy to the table because, I mean, look at the source material. So I don't know. Not to mention that Sean Payton looks nothing like Kevin James. And yeah. the film also does like nothing to make... Kevin James look like Sean Payton. So if you are somebody who's familiar with Sean Payton, like at any point, do you buy that this was Sean Payton? No, this does not feel like, you know, uh, like a, a great depiction of Sean Payton physically anyway. Um, but I, I've never really had a real issue with that. Like for me, it's like, if you find somebody who kind of checks the bar, the boxes for like the actor, like, I don't, I don't really care if they look very similar as long as it's kind of in the same vein but like you said they don't look anything alike at all mm-hmm. it's like you could have just inserted random white guy here and said this is sean payton and i guess i'd have been like oh okay cool they could have like, you play sean payton i mean i could have probably pulled it off i mean it wouldn't it didn't take much you know like it's not like there was anything like kevin james doing any heavy lifting in this movie he was just kind of there to like to be hey, there this is sean payton we're not gonna do we're not gonna try in any way like uh to match them in any way shape or form uh that this is just just take take your word for it this is sean payton yeah maybe where, where's adam sandler he didn't want to play sean payton himself i don't he know right. i mean if if kevin james did it then why I not who from that crew looks more the most like sean payton david spade um Oh yeah, David Spade. David Spade. That wouldn't be a bad. That was that's all. It's not a great choice by mm-hmm. any means, but it would be fine. It's like, what, ah. um, yeah, it's fine. You know I mean, uh, look in. We made Kevin James work. Chappelle, my, uh, uh, 
I feel like that this movie, uh, I think, would have been better if it was not based on Sean Payton. Like, I, I think if you just took the same exact movie and made it where it was like, okay, there's a football, there's a NFL football coach for whatever reason, he gets he gets suspended. Maybe make it something funnier than Bounty Gate uh, for a year, yeah. and uh, that he goes and coaches his kids' uh, football team, and then uh, like, I, like I think it instantly is a better movie. Yeah, 100%. And I don't think that's what the goal was. Like, the goal was not to make this a good movie. I think this this was Sean Payton looking back on his life saying, like, oh, my God, I got it. I finally got the thing I can make the movie about. It happened to me. Let's just make it about me. I was there. Mm-hmm. I can tell the story. It's going to be fine. So I think you're right. This is Sean Payton's attempt to make a film. It happened. He did it. And now that he's got that marked off his list, he can go into making good films or funny films. But this was just like... He just needs to dip his toe in the water a little bit, you know, he just had to get his feet wet. Chappelle, they opened the movie with uh, we flash back to the 2010 Super Bowl uh, with <laughs> with the, the Colts and the Saints. Peyton Manning was there. Uh, you know, they, they really like tried to bring you into the realism of uh, Sean Payton's uh, finest hour. Yeah, it it, it they did a, a a decent job, I'll say. Yeah. Like they had pretty much like the game footage and you just like superimpose like Kevin James into the into the frames. Um and so yeah, if you were there, like if you were a football fan, like it was such a big moment because everybody was talking about like the way New Orleans had bounced back from the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina and all the horrific things mm-hmm. that happened with that. So it was like the Cinderella story of the Saints, you know, winning their Super Bowl. Um and so putting Kevin James in there, it didn't really take away from the moment. But it definitely felt like it kind of put you back in that time and place where you felt good for the Saints. Um, and then quickly you realize, OK, this is an Adam Sandler movie. So it's going to it's going to go left very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jim Nance, uh, I guess they got him for this as well. Mm-hmm. They got the real Jim Nance and a few other random cameos throughout um, where people are just kind of like talking to Sean or talking about Sean. or Either saying like, oh, yeah, we always knew the Saints could do it. And him being like, no. Um, or like just like making commentary on his actions uh, through the Bounty Gate scandal, you know, yeah. or other aspects of football. So, Chappelle, the film kind of yada yada is all of the Bounty Gate uh, that mm-hmm. do they ever even really define uh, what? bounty gate was or why sean payton was suspended no and if you notice they never name anybody else dealing with bounty gate yeah where was greg williams right so for the listeners who are not familiar and i'm sure y'all are but if you're not familiar bounty gate was like the like they were they were finding out that the the saints organization basically had like a price on everybody like doing well in the games if for different aspects whether it be like if you could tackle the the uh like kick returner within 20 yards or something you get a hundred dollars like stuff like that all the way up to the point where it was oh if you injure this person i'll give you ten thousand dollars or if you hit this person really hard or try to take them out the game like, there were various amounts put on like different aspects of the football game which is illegal for in the nfl and so uh after a whistleblower and an investigation it turned out that what greg williams was uh guilty of these things and then uh sean payton was suspended for being complicit or at least not or trying to cover it up and uh, not stopping it once it was brought to his attention. And so that's bounty gate hella dark because people out here putting prices on people's heads and trying to injure them, but they just created this film around it. And um, yeah, at no point do they talk about the story of the year. 
Right. Sean Payton uh, uh, standing by and watching people get pretty much injured in a sport that is known to injure people and then uh, going and almost winning a football game and then coming back and right to his job like nothing happened. Um, yeah, they don't they don't talk about the legalities of the situation or the details about a gay and they definitely don't mention anybody else's names. And I'm got to believe that's for like legal reasons like i'm sure they can't like throw greg williams under the bus by any means uh, or any of the other people involved but it's definitely like they just throw it out there as like this gray area right like we don't know if he did it or if he didn't do it but we know as a coach he had to take the fall for it because that's what people do they take accountability and then they appeal and they try to get back in the league because they're tired of taking accountability Mm -hmm. yeah it comes up a couple times and it's just the company line is like uh did you did you do it no but it's my responsibility. It happened in my under my roof. So as the responsible coach, I have to take accountability for. It. But was I involved? You better believe I wasn't. Right. Like I have to take accountability for the next three weeks because then I want back in the league. And they're like, well, you can't come back. To, well, I will take accountability for the rest of the season. And then I'm back. Mm-hmm. Back, baby. It's like. When are you taking accountability if you're constantly appealing this choice, you know, and trying to force your way back into the league? But whatever. That's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But it does come up a couple of times uh, throughout the film. So the plot of the movie is that, okay, uh, Kevin James uh, finds out that he is suspended uh, seemingly by way of like uh, first take. Uh, you know, I think they want us call. to just understand. Yeah. He gets the call. He gets the call. But I mm-hmm. do think they just want us to understand that, like, one minute you're minding your own business, and then the next minute you're national news, and it happens. Next very minute, quickly. Stephen A. is uh, telling everybody your business. Yeah, and that's got to be the life of anybody in sports right now. Like you're you're doing fine, and you lose if you lose the wrong game or make the wrong move in a, in a game, you could be national news within seconds. And this was bigger than that. This was a complete scandal, and so it was everywhere. And um, you know, of course, they had to talk about it on first take. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we don't really like see Sean Payton talk to anybody else about what he's going to do. The next thing we see is uh, Sean Payton is like checking into like some hotel. Yeah, hotel in Argyle, Texas. Argyle is a, well, most cities in Texas are, or towns in Texas are football towns, but Argyle uh, is known to have a pretty decent football team in recent years. Um, you know, um, their high school, at least, uh, was like a 4A like contender for the championship every year. Like, they're going to go far in, in, in any state tournament. Uh, I've seen Argyle play a few times, and so I was happy to see this happen. But I, again, I had no clue that Sean Payton took his talents to the Dallas area. Yeah. Well, he hangs out in Dallas and uh, while he's waiting for suspension to end. And at one point, uh, his kid asks him like, well, dad, can't you just coach uh, for the Cowboys? And he's like, oh, they already have a coach. So, yeah, but I'll do it. I'll take I'll take his job soon. Right. Like, give me a year to go do TV. (laughs) Right. Like, wasn't it Jason Garrett? Because at the time, um. Yeah, it I'm was sure Jason Garrett, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, th- sure the Cowboys fans wouldn't have been too upset with that with that switch up. Yeah, but that that is like sort of like the the, the hottest rumor that Sean Payton is going to go on TV for a year and then is going to take the Cowboys next year. Again, Jason Garrett was right there. Mm-hmm. Was his neck, his his jugular was exposed. If the job, if he wanted the job, I think Sean Payton could have probably pulled it off. Yeah, I think the problem was that uh, Sean Payton was not uh, able to coach for a while. 
Yeah, I think he, he wasn't supposed to have any contact with the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> any contact. And um, we saw him trying to make contact, contact a few times throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wasn't allowed. Wasn't allowed to uh, talk to anybody. The Saints were seven and nine uh, without Sean Payton. Not like that they like the bottom fell out. Yeah, I mean, it's not dissimilar to recent years for the Saints. You know, they they have some good years, they have some bad years, but the Saints, the Saints are one of those teams where you could always figure that they're going to be in the conversation. You know, not so, anymore. I mean, I, I think this this was a horrible season. This was a horrible season, and now Sean is gone as well. Yeah, but you know, we, we, we shall see what happens in the future. I don't know. Do, why don't we talk about uh, Sean Payton and Drew Brees? Uh, like uh, they talk about uh, Brady and Belichick. Right. Uh, you know, I'm not the biggest Drew Brees fan. And mm-hmm. after this movie, I'm not the biggest Sean Payton fan. So mm-hmm. you can add to that to that pair as well, because I definitely don't care for uh, Brady and Belichick at all. <laughs> add them to the list. <laughs> Should Bill Belichick get a movie, Chappelle? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because he's got more scandals than Sean Payton. Probably like he, he, he's probably got more personality than Sean Payton presents in this movie. Yeah. Not to say that he's a funny guy or likable, but at least you'd get like something. You'd get like an angry gruff individual mm-hmm. or at least somebody who just doesn't take uh, a lot, like doesn't uh, mince words. Like you would get something from him. Um, so I would love to see it. I don't want to see a movie about Tom Brady. No, but I'd watch a Belichick movie. Uh and Tom Brady's in a lot of movies uh, and TV shows and commercials. Um, but how should Kevin James play Bill Belichick? Sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. He plays Sean Payton flawlessly. <laughs> so, oh, so okay. Sean Payton checks into this hotel and has a lot of interactions with the guy that works at the desk. Yeah. This is Eric. I think, mm-hmm. listen, this guy's name does not matter, but he is one of the, driving comedic forces throughout the film because he just keeps popping up for no reason at at different points he's like doing stupid stuff at the desk i mean he's like cracking boiled eggs on the desk just out of boredom um he is he has a uh he's eating all the bagels and and off the continental breakfast he's got a kid on the way and then make sure he shows sean payton like a a image of the the kid halfway out of the womb not great (laughs) not great uh, but yeah, that's what he does. And like, like you said earlier, this is just typical Adam Sandler nonsense where they just make the background characters so foolish. <laughs> yeah. So Sean Payton spends his days uh, in this crappy hotel. And then also, mm-hmm. even though he has the nicest room there, uh, and then uh, eats uh, at at a like a bar, uh, J.D. Uh, McGilligan's every single night. Yeah. J.D. McGilligan's where their middle name is fun. So yes. J.D. F. McGilligan. Not the band <laughs> that sings the song. Right, right. We'll mm-hmm. get there later. But yeah. Uh, yeah, their middle name is fun. There's a few fun references in this movie. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Chappelle, why don't they uh, like speak to like uh, Sean Payton is a wealthy man. Is there just a, that there's mm-hmm. nothing to do in this town? Well, like why, why does it seem like that he's being held prisoner? Because there's nothing to do in Argyle. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, you know, Texas is a huge ass state, and there are like five big cities in Texas, and then they they are like at the very minimum two two hours apart, four hours apart, and then if you want to go to El Paso, like nine hours apart. But then in the between all of those are like these little tiny like football towns and like these ones one stop towns where you just there's one red light you're in and you're out speed limit goes from like 65 to 30 and there's like a cop at the end and a dairy queen like so that's where he's at he's in argyle Mm -hmm. where that's basically it it's it's a football stadium a high school that's probably got a middle school and a elementary school all connected to it and then you know the next town 
So yeah. he's trapped. It's like a thing that Sean Payton can't get a bagel at the uh, crappy hotel continental breakfast. And it's like, well, I guess I guess I well, they won't, Sean Payton won't eat today. Yeah, he's dunking on Argyle. Like, mm-hmm. just, sir, go, go to Dairy Queen. Every t- every ra- random Texas town has a Dairy Queen or at least a Sefco gas station that probably has a bagel Sefco? Sefco. Mm-hmm. Se- with an F or a V? With an F. Okay. Sefco. Sef- Sefco. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. People in the small in the small football town they love a good Sefco. I don't know why, but I've 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 been to plenty of those, and every time I'm like, and is this like a convenience store at the Sefco? Yeah, it's like a gas station. Yeah, it's like a gas station, but you know, you could get you like one of those like uh like little hot dogs or something. Oh. You know, people hang out at the Sef. Okay. <laughs> um, Chappelle, tell me about the the team of uh the the uh, Taylor Lautner's uh uh, uh sixth grade. Pee Wee football team. Yeah, these are the Warriors. And so these sixth grade football team, apparently they suck. And and that's okay because they're here to have a good time. They're here to have fun. Um, Taylor Lautner doesn't seem like the best coach, but he has a lot of enthusiastic players who are very talented in, in just random areas, um, but they just can't seem to get it together. And so I think it's Liberty Christian Warriors mm-hmm. uh, in Argyle, and that's the team that Sean goes on to to go see because his son uh, Connor is playing for that team, and Taylor Lautner is uh, Coach Lambert, his coach. Taylor Lautner is like a little bit of a like a Ted Lasso. Uh, doesn't really know too many plays or anything like that. Uh, just trying to like uh, hype everybody up. He's a people's coach. He's the players' coach. You know, he cares about the individuals. It's not about winning because winning is hard to do for this particular team. So you make it about other stuff. You like encourage them and root them on and try to be a support system for them because many of them are just, they're just here to play football. Again, Texas football is such a big deal that it's kind of like if you're not playing football, what are you doing? And so uh, there, uh, a lot of these kids around this age feel pressured that they have to be on a football team or on a big sports team because that's just what you do here in Texas. Then the team gets blown out so badly that they have to turn the scoreboard off. Is that a real thing? I've never seen that before in my okay. life. <laughs> and I've seen some blowouts. Of, okay. And I've never seen like, if you're up by 40, they just go ahead and like save electricity by turning the lights out. Yeah. I mean, I guess it must uh, take uh, hundreds and thousands of dollars to keep the scoreboard on for another 10 minutes at the games. Yeah. I, you know, this is Argyle and this is a sixth grade team. So mm-hmm. they're probably like, look, y'all get out of here as soon as y'all can. You know, like we need we need to clean the field up. We probably have to use it for something else later on. So if y'all are down by 40, just call it. Just yeah. call it. And it helps with the with the team morale kind of right. Like, so it's just, you don't get blown out 68 to zero. You get blown out 40 to zero or, you know, somebody doesn't put 100 on your head. It's just 40. Just so 40. Like, it ends the game. Yeah. But it is very embarrassing when they have to turn the lights off on you. Yeah. Sean Payton only puts 100 on your head when you're on uh, the other team. Uh, offense, right? Right, exactly. If your name is Brett Favre, the, you might you might have a hundred on your head. Oh, your ankle. Kurt yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Warner as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, allegedly again, mm-hmm. allegedly. You know, whatever. Yeah. That wasn't part of the allegedly. movie. Yeah, right. And Kurt Warner said that didn't happen, but whatever. Like, fine, Kurt. You you don't know. Look, he's no, he's no snitch. <laughs> and he's got his own movie. He's got his own movie. So we don't know what he's about to sell. Is that yeah. going to be on Netflix? When does that drop? Is it already out? I don't know. I don't know. The Kurt Warner movie. Boy. What's it called? I don't know. It's, where's the cover? Yeah. All the NFL movies? Uh, American American Underdog. Uh, with a Kurt Warner. That's already out. That came out in November. American <laughs> Underdog. And I, I'm sure it's getting rave reviews. Haven't you heard so much about it? Zachary Levi played uh, Kurt Warner. Anna Paquin uh-huh. played uh, Kurt Warner's wife. 
Mm-hmm. Shook it, snack house. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, yeah. So that is a movie that came out. I wonder if there are any um, Sean Payton references in that film. Hmm. Yeah, I know. It might be interesting. To, to I haven't heard anything about it. It's yeah. been out for months, apparently. Yeah, she, yeah Sean Payton. I think was uh, if it takes place in uh, 1999. Uh, Sean Payton, I think, was still uh, an assistant under Bill Parcells. Yeah, but I'm sure it'll cover the span of Kurt Warner's like you know, amazing career, you know, from mm-hmm. arena football yeah. player to, you know, hall of fame, uh, quarterback. Yeah. I would, I would put that on, uh, American. Yeah. Underdog. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, Dennis Quaid, uh, is Dick Vermeil and chance Kelly is mm-hmm. Mike Martz. <laughs> this is a good cast. I don't know how we can get this one on the, uh, on the wheel for, uh, nothing but Netflix, yeah. but, uh, if we can figure it out, if it gets to Netflix, we have to talk about it. Okay. All right. Only in theaters, according to Sam Moore. All right. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, so Sean Payton, he's watching the game one day and he sees that, uh, yeah. oh, the big problem is, okay, the quarterback's not checking the blind side. I, he, and he runs down, he wants to give in, uh, ironically, a, a defensive play call. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, it's a defensive play call and it leads to him soon being, I guess, the offensive coordinator. Is that what happens? Sean here? Payton knows offense. Like, he knows offense, but something something about seeing, I guess maybe because he knows offense, he can tell what the quarterback is doing incorrectly here, and it leaves the other team exposed to this mm-hmm. first tackle that we ever see from the Warriors and a fumble first and a fumble. touchdown. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So we like we like that. The kids are celebrated. They celebrate this this touchdown like they just won the game. Like they this is the, the equivalent to winning for them because it's the highest point in their football career so okay. far. So they bring in Sean Payton as the offensive coordinator here for the team. And uh, you know, if you're the coach, if you're Taylor Lautner though, I mean, I, I guess you want to win, but you probably feel like uh, I know where this is going. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like the moment you tell Sean Payton, like, hey, I need your help. Look, pause. Let's rewind a little bit. There's no world where the coach went and got Sean Payton to do this. Sean Payton was walking down those bleachers next to Taylor Lautner's character, like basically saying, I'm the new coach. You know, like, Rob, let's just call it what it is. There's no world where Sean Payton is watching his kid get blown out by 40 points and is not Mm -hmm. basically coaching from the sideline Mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah, it's not what happened. The coach knew what was up. Sean Payton was about to take over his team. And Sean Payton, what he brings to the table, it seems like that um, not even so much that he makes plays. If anything, like the plays he makes hurt the team because they're too complicated and none of the kids understand them. But what he is able to do is figure out, okay, everybody on the team is playing the wrong position. Yeah. He's like, he finds out the team's other, like the talents for everybody else. Right. So like, yes, you are, let's, let's just pick on a kid. So Marco, Marco is the, he's the quarterback when Sean Payton gets there, but Marco is the most talented player on the field. He could literally play any offensive position. And Sean Payton says, okay, well, let's just put you at running back then. Mm-hmm. And of course the parents aren't happy about that. And Taylor Lawton is confused at first. And you know, people are like, why is everybody moving around? But Sean Payton has identified that these people are just playing football. Like they are not actually using their actual abilities to be a good football team. And so he starts to shuffle the uh, the roster up a little bit to get them to perform better. And it works. It really does. Yeah, it's working except for the kid who's a quarterback. Uh, he's good at scrambling, but he's not really good at throwing. But he has a dad that's pissed off that, hey, my kid's the quarterback. Oh, yeah. This is Texas. Again, mm-hmm. like foot, playing football is enough to like, okay, you, you've checked off the box. But if you are going to be 
like a good football player, if you have a, a family that is obsessed with football, you got to be the quarterback. You got to be a star player. Like, you know, like these, these people will like fight and like literally fight coaches to make sure their kid is a star, the quarterback, the standout, the person who's getting the ball the most. And so, yeah, for his kid to be very talented, he's correct. His, his kid should have the ball, but it doesn't necessarily have to be in the quarterback round, but it's just, it's such a mm-hmm. like, it's such a true statement for like the way teams are made here in Texas. Like it's like a scramble to get your kid to that quarterback spot. And then they just keep it forever. They play quarterback from the moment QB they get one. that ball and to the moment they graduate from, yeah. To the moment they graduate from high school. And if you try to move him around, you will get pushback a hundred percent. I want to ask you about the saga of Dennis. Uh, Dennis is uh, a young man on the football team. He plays defense, but he doesn't like tackling anybody. Uh, They're going to end up moving him to fullback. There is a storyline where Dennis's mom seems to try to put on a full court press to date Sean Payton. Yeah. She's trying to tackle him, if nothing else, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, she wants to jump right on him, you know. Uh, she's offering him gumbo and saying, "Hey, listen, you you, you work in New Orleans, you you must like right. gumbo. You like gumbo, and I got a big old pot of gumbo. I just want you to dive right in, and yeah. uh, I just need you to come over to the house and uh, talk to Dennis. Yeah, definitely come to our house around eight thirty, nine o'clock." You don't have to stay at that radio hotel. You can just kick it with us for a little bit. Come on. And Sean Payton has no time for this lady. Uh, she is uh, throwing it at him in a way. And he is like, no, I'm just here for football. And, um, you know, again, not completely out of the ordinary here in Texas. <laughs> well, what I liked about this was, I mean, this is the one person that's like acknowledging like, oh, yeah, this is like a very uh, wealthy person uh, who like, uh, I mean, if she can uh, like, Snatch up uh, Sean Payton, who's single. Yeah. Come on. I mean, it's not a bad decision. I mean, he's he's wealthy. He's also... Dennis is set. A, he's got status, and Dennis would be set. I mean, if you want your kid to be a football player, like, what, I mean, who else to have in their life but, a, like, a football coach, a, a very famous one at that. And then, you know, I'm, I, I, I don't... I mean, Sean Payton's not personally, like, my cup of tea, but I'm sure, like, she was attracted to him for uh, physical reasons as well. So it wasn't, it wasn't a bad shot mm-hmm. to shoot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's like the like one of the few people who are kind of like, let me get in good with Sean Payton because this is Sean Payton. Do you think that Sean Payton sat down with the writers and was like, oh yeah? And then there was this one kid whose mom was trying to kept trying to seduce me. My issue would be the the number one. I'm sure it was multiple moms. Like I'm sure like wow. some moms was there, even at the encouragement of their husbands. I'm sure they were like, hey, you know, like Marco needs to be the quarterback, so mm-hmm. go visit Mr. Payton and just tell him hi. You know, like let's go be friends with them. So I don't think he was even like maybe not seduced by multiple parents, but I'm sure that multiple parents were in his face trying to be that person and make that bond with him. Because like I said, even if you don't play football. Like if you have Sean Payton just at your like around your kid, you're like, hey, by the way, yeah. my kid was thinking about going to college too. You know, like do you think you know somebody? Like there are probably a ton of reasons to cozy up to Sean Payton, but nobody else really seems to like ha- want to hang out with Sean Payton or hear his stories or do anything mm-hmm. with him. I, Everybody like ignores him. Yeah, even his kid really only asked him two questions. He's like, "Hey, remember that that onside kick you did?" And also, did you did you set up this bounty gate thing? Was that mm-hmm. you? <laughs> so maybe maybe he's such a pariah at that time in his career because of bounty gate that people aren't really like feeling him, you know, at the time. 
Maybe mm-hmm. it's not it's not sexy to be friends with Sean Payton like it would be, you know, both in years prior. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sean Payton, he kind of has the team turned around uh, for the most part. Uh, they're you know eventually they have to learn the playbook, they learn the plays. Uh, things are going pretty good, except on special teams. Uh, that I feel like that Green Bay Packers fans can relate, Chappelle. <laughs> I bet, but as a Ravens fan, I cannot. Okay, mm. <laughs> I cannot relate. They got this kid, Harlan. Harlan seems like a a a good kid. He seems fine, but. Uh, and in practice, he's good. He, he makes all his uh, his kicks, all his extra points, all his field goals. He's fine. But there's this girl. And this girl is, I guess, she's the apple of his eye. And he just, he sees her in the crowd and he just freezes up. He just nuts yeah. up. It just cannot make a field goal to save his life. Uh, no matter what. Like, if she's around, he just can't, he can't take it. Um, she was, I guess he was in the choir because he has the voice of an angel. And Beautiful she, voice. she in the choir and he and he quit. He yeah. quit the choir because he couldn't focus because she was there. And so every time she's in the vicinity, he's going to miss the field goal. 100%. And every time he goes to attempt the kick, uh, they snap the ball and then they set up the kick and then he kicks it right into uh, the rear end of, I don't know, the center? Uh, one, of the, one of the kids that's up front. Uh, that was the one thing that happened in the movie that my kids got the uh, biggest laugh out of. Right. So, yeah, the, uh, there's a lot of that. A the rest lot of the movie like, did not hold their hitting. attention, but a kid getting hit in the butt with the football, uh, that they were like, uh, it killed them. Yeah. It's almost like they missed the mark here. You know, like mm-hmm. you and I laughed at like one moment where the, 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 the tree is burning down and the, mm-hmm. and the car is burning down. And then your kids laughed at one moment. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like a lot of gray area in the middle where nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. Harlan. So they, they like put him up to, okay, you need to go tell this woman or tell this younger woman that, okay, you like her. So they go to her house and they set up this whole scene where the whole like uh men's choir is there and uh, they end up like not only serenading uh, the house of this young woman, but also that there's like setting like, these like hot air balloons into the air. Like it's like a, a beautiful scene. And then some woman comes out and starts <laughs> screaming at the kids like, uh, get a, what are you doing on my lawn? Get out of here. Yeah, they woke up the bartender at uh, J.P. McGilligan's or whatever, <laughs> and, and she comes out. And she's like, "Why are y'all singing this song? Why? Why are y'all howling fun yes. at me? You know, at two in the morning." They're like, "Ma'am, it's seven thirty p.m." Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, okay. Well, sorry, you got the wrong house." So they're they're sing- they're serenading the the wrong home, the home that they actually should be serenading of is of the girl across and the she's street. Across the street. Yeah. Yeah, but in the meantime, they do set the tree on fire with <laughs> yeah, their hot the air balloons and lanterns. <laughs> set the tree on fire. Yeah, I guess this is kind of a theme of the movie of like uh, random things like uh, going on fire to the tune of uh, We Are Young. Yeah, I mean, it, it happened and they foreshadowed what, what it would look like later on. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think it was the, the young girl's moms whose car they burnt down. And so like that's one way to keep her from showing up to yeah, the she game. she didn't go to work. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Shavok, uh, we have to talk about uh, the super log. Uh, and, you know, that's like one uh, thing you could call this movie, uh, but the super log yeah. is a thing. <laughs> yeah, this is a big old giant log of a movie. Uh, a super one, if you will. Uh, this is disgusting. This was so outrageous. 
that how does Sean Payton want his name associated with this? Like, how, how did Sean Payton's lawyers not put out a cease and desist to Happy Madison when he reads the script and reads the 10 minute scene about the super log? Uh, it's so bad. It's so bad here because like. It, it's it's so gratuitous. Like it doesn't serve a purpose, and it doesn't even it doesn't even uh like fit the rest of the tone of the movie. This is the wackiest thing that happens in the movie by far. And it's not even close. Like, we're in a whole different movie. Uh, yeah, essentially, it's like they just dropped the scene out of nowhere. This is an episode of Family Guy, basically, <laughs> just like oh, this is random cutaway. Um, hey, because, Lois, yeah, remember so the ha- time that I had the super log? Yeah, and they're all throwing up. He's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. you're throwing up. Ah, oh, I'm throwing up too." <laughs> like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, cuz what so so the 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 story here is that they are get they get presented by, to this uh the superlogs by Jamie, the stepdad. Rob Schneider. And he's like, "I just yeah. want to yeah, I just want to give these energy bars to the team because they're one game away from the championship. This is the game that they have to win. Um, and they have to do their job and have fun," Taylor Lautner reminds them, "but they have to go out and win this game because their goal is to get to the championship. The Warriors are down by two, and it's raining. And Harlan, the kicker, he he, we know Harlan. He's still not kicking up to par, and so Sean Payton is at this point where he doesn't want to lose any more games. He's over it. He's like, I, I'm sorry, I know Harlan. You just won't be playing anymore. We we can't we can't risk the field goal. We have to go for it. We have to go for the uh, the score here. So before the ball is even hiked, one of the players just starts throwing up. I'm talking about just like projectile vomiting everywhere. Like a hose. And yeah, like, like, yeah, this is very cartoonish, like vomit everywhere. And Sean Payton wasn't even going to call timeout. Like he was just like, whatever, fine. Keep the, keep the ball, like keep the play going. So Taylor Lattner calls timeout because he's a, a normal human being who wouldn't want to see kids just vomiting all over the field. And he's like, Hey, what's wrong? And then all the kids start vomiting. Like they're vomiting. The entire team. The ref is the ref is vomiting because they're vomiting. I'm at home vomiting because I'm I'm a sympathetic vomiter, Rob. Like, yeah. If you vomit, I'm going to vomit. Like, I'm really that guy. People in the crowd are vomiting. Everybody's vomiting. But Sean Payton's like, hike the ball. Like, so yeah. What's the matter? They play through it. Yeah. They play through it. Rub some dirt on it. it <laughs> yeah, shake it off. They, they end up playing through the vomit. And somehow, miraculously, they managed to score here. And I'm just like... This is the this is probably the darkest point in the movie for Sean Payton from my perspective because like people talk about the way football is not healthy for human beings to be playing anyway and how sometimes people put their health you know, put football before their health. This is a great example of that for sixth graders. Like if every sixth grader on your team is vomiting, you should call the game. You should call the game. I don't care if it's one game away from the championship. You should call the game off. He does not do that. He pushes through. They win, but. Everyone's looking at him like he's crazy. I'm, I'm definitely looking at him like he's crazy. I don't know why you would share this story. Yeah, that was how they got to the championship, but I don't understand uh, at all. Like, I don't know what they were going for here, but this was just so, so bizarre. And the, the far and away, the worst thing in the movie, the most irredeemable thing in the entire film. Yeah, for the film and for Sean Payton. Because if you are a coach that will allow your entire team to vomit on the field and keep playing, something's wrong with you. These are sixth graders. Chappelle, they should have suspended him another year. Right, right. Vomit gate. Suspend him now. <laughs> you got time. Yeah. You can go get- Sean Payton cannot yeah. come back to the NFL until he apologizes for this. Did this really happen? Is this based on a true can- story? 
maybe he can't make films until we until we figure this all out, right? Like we have to have a whole investigation. Get Roger Goodell on the phone. We just need a whistleblower. Call Rob Schneider. He knows where the bodies are buried. Apparently, (laughs) (laughs) also at this point in the film, it starts to become clear that Sean Payton is a damaged individual. He. Mm -hmm. Like it was presented as though he was going to coach the team because he wanted to be around his son. It turns out he's a deranged lunatic who has to win at all costs. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think Sean Payton is able to fake it for a while. He's able to say, like, I'm just here for my son for a bit. But what happens is they lose this team. They lose to one team called the Porcupines, who are far and away Mm -hmm. the favorites of the season. And they lose this game right after it's announced that Sean Payton cannot come back to the league. Like, so he appeals his, his, uh, his original suspension or whatever. And he's thinking, I'll be back before the season's over. He gets the phone call that says, no, Sean Payton, you're not coming back this season. You will be back next season at the earliest. And so like now he's national news again. It's kind of like right now, now he's announced his, um, his mm-hmm. retirement or his leaving of the Saints, I guess I should say um, that uh, now everyone is all eyes are on him. And so they're like, well, what is he doing? Well, they go to find out that he's in Argyle coaching this football team. But right after he finds out the, about his suspension being, you know, increased or whatever, um, they also go and lose this game in an embarrassing fashion. And so like, now he's like, I got to redeem myself because he's on the Dan Patrick show. Like everybody's talking about it. Like, does he even still have it? Is he even a good, like if he can't win a sixth grade football game, then <laughs> is he even a good coach? Should he be back? Yeah. You know? And so that's what leads him to kind of break bad here and just completely go like full lunatic about, winning like i have to win these games it's not about y'all anymore it's about me redeeming myself in the eyes of the public i feel like dan patrick shows up in a lot of these happy madison movies you think so what what other um happy madison movies has he been in um i feel like that he is uh, a big part of uh the longest yard he's definitely in the water boy i believe (laughs) yeah Um, yeah yeah uh, There's a f- yeah, he makes a couple appearances. So you think he's in the in the club, right? So it's go like to. him, Sandler Schneider, uh, yeah. um, Taylor Lautner now has uh, worked his way in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay, I can yeah. see that. I can see okay. that. So Dan Dan Patrick, uh, so he is uh, was in uh, Bench Warmers. Uh, is that a uh, is that that looks like Rob, Rob Schneider there? Uh, mm-hmm. he's in uh, just go with it with Adam Sandler and uh, Jennifer Aniston. Is that okay? So, Another one of the favorites, yeah. Uh, he's in the ridiculous seven, also. So, <laughs> he's in more than I thought. Hey, the ridiculous seven starring Taylor Lautner, you know. Uh, uh, so, oh. there you go, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but Taylor you. Lautner, I think, must have got that scrubs from his eye. Oh, no, that's 2015, okay. So, that was uh, oh. way back, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dan yeah, Patrick. I'm uh, telling you, he was it's in. A, it's a fraternity he, of gentlemen. Chappelle, he was in Hubie Halloween. I will never know what that is. That is, he was is in Jack. The, he was in Jack and Jill. He's in Grown Ups too. I don't know what any of these. Uh, like, I think that Dan Patrick might be in every Adam Sandler movie. Okay, so how far back <laughs> we going? Are we going He's in the Water Boy? Like, is he in Billy Madison? He's not. He's in the Water. The Water Boy is the first one he's in. That's his debut. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And he's been on ever since. I'm he's telling you, that's what the that's water. The goal. Yeah, he's in the Water Boy. He's in the Longest Yard. He's in Bench Warmers. He's in I Pronounce You, Chuck and Larry. 
Uh, he's in Grown Ups. Uh, he is in Jack and Jill. He's in That's My Boy. He's in Grown Ups 2. He's in Pixels. Uh, he is in Ridiculous 6. The Adam Sandler cinematic universe is incredible. And you and we are starting to see these players repeat themselves. I mean, like yeah. you said, Dan Patrick, Taylor Lautner, Rob Schneider, like the, the list goes on. Yeah. Dan Patrick is to Happy Madison as a John Ratzenberger is to Pixar. Is he going to be just like popping up? Mm-hmm. I guess so. It's going to be in every Happy Madison movie. Right. I mean, like, what was the last? So John Ratzenberger was in what, like probably the last Cars movie, probably most recently. He's in every, they, they get him in every one. He has so like, he's in like the yeah he's like in he has like Wally. he knows the body to bury yeah 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 he definitely he must be like like super in like he's an investor like they they he's paying for some of these films right I think they point. just like Cheers I don't understand why they <laughs> yeah. no here why is John Ratzenberger in all the Pixar movies uh, they said he's the good luck charm so maybe it's the good luck charm yeah maybe I mean honestly. He was in Toy Story and Toy Story like really did set the precedent for a lot of like these other like Pixar movies to really just go and be the phenomenon that they are. So I guess once you I mean, I don't know how you how you isolate him as the one person from Toy Story that made it work. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I I think you go back to the go back to the well a a few more times and you get cars, you get a Wally, like you said, you get a couple more Toy Stories, you get uh, like the Incredibles, you know, so he's everywhere. Okay. Chappelle, we get to uh, the championship game, and uh, we we see that this this team, the Porcupines, uh, they they really present a problem for Sean Payton. And so, before the big game, Sean Payton gets on the phone with one of your favorites of the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, famously Bill Cower. Yeah, you know I was pissed, mm-hmm. uh, and so I googled it. I was like, Yeah, why why did you call Big? Bill, like, why you call him? Like, of all people, like, it was a personal attack on me. Like, is it like again? Like, why don't you respect me? But then I find out that he didn't call Bill Cowher. In the, is that what happened, Rob? Like, he called someone else, right? He called Bill Parcells in real life, that, and, and and that makes much more sense. Uh, that because Bill Parcells right. is a famously Sean Payton's mentor. Uh, I don't believe that there is any professional connection with Bill Cowher and Sean Payton. So why do you think? They use Bill Cower instead of Bill Parcells in this movie. I mean, Bill Cower does a million commercials. I think it's like, okay, we need famous NFL coach. Uh, Who's going to do it? Uh, Belichick's not doing it. Uh, Who are you going to get? Jimmy Johnson? No, I'm just saying, like, was Parcells busy? I don't think that the big tuna is necessarily uh, (laughs) up for these sort of shenanigans. Uh What's he doing right now? Like golfing in the probably? Browns? Yeah, no, he's not. He's yeah. not in with any team. He's retired. Yeah, no, I thought he was like uh, working alongside the Cleveland Browns for a while. But regardless, he clearly doesn't respect me either if he's working for that organization. So I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't a fan uh, of Cower at any point. And I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but what what does Bill Cower tell him? He tells him basically like take the take the offensive players and make them play defense. No. So I think the thing here is that like, and this is a story that has been told before the film uh, that like basically um, like the advice is that um, the team is run, running the, what is it? The single wing. And it is like destroying everybody. Like it's, it's just not, it's, no one's able to, to figure it out. 
And so he ends up calling. Um, he got video. That's what it was. He got video that the father of one of the players had recorded. And then he contacted Parcells to help um, help break down like the offense. And so what I think he ends up telling him is that like, if you dang it, what was it? It was like, um, Oh yeah, it was speed. That's what it was. It was speed. That's what you need. You need all your fast players on defense. And so like take basically take the offensive players and put, make them play both ways. Mm-hmm. And in in like in Texas, we see that a lot. Like you you can have three positions on a football team if you're at like a 1A or a 2A school, like a smaller school. Mm-hmm. Um or if you play in like, I don't know, um one of the smaller divisions of football, then like you definitely have there are definitely players that are going to play two positions in the game, if not three and be in the band and play at halftime. Like it's it's a whole thing here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he basically tells them to take the fast players and put them on defense because if you can outrun them, you you'll be able to get them. And so that means now as an offensive coordinator, he's now going to be stepping in and saying, tell a lot there, like, hey, I know you have a plan, but I'm going with my plan mm-hmm. and you just have to sit back and watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So an interesting nugget is that when Sean Payton got suspended in 2012, that he actually called up Bill Parcells and wanted to know if Bill Parcells would coach the Saints when he was gone. Like in his stead? Like, yeah. okay, well, can yeah. you step in and then yes. I'll come back? Yes. Uh, but then okay. Bill Parcells didn't want to do that. No, I wouldn't either. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm sure people were trying to separate themselves from, uh, you know, Sean Payton around this time. It's just Bounty Gate is just a bad. It's such a bad look, honestly. Yeah. Well, uh, luckily they don't focus on that a lot, Chappelle. No, no, no. This movie isn't about all the horrendous things that could happen around that. that event. It's, yeah, it's about kid football. That's what this is about. Yeah. So they get to what is it like halftime in the big game, and then like uh, basically. Uh, Sean Payton's son has to like dress him down in front of everybody. Yeah. So before the game, his son Connor says, Hey, you know, Harlan, the, the kicker who we basically have, will not let play anymore because he refuses to make a kick during the game. Like, would it be cool if you let him play since this is the last game of the year? And Sean Payton's like, No, stupid. You we're trying to win. Like, we got, we're trying to win. We don't care about Harlan's villains. And Connor is kind of like, I mean, I do. I care. Mm-hmm. Like, we were having a good time for you got here. And so throughout the game, they're actually winning. Um, because the defensive strategy of like putting using your fast players is working. The problem is that you sat down a bunch of your defensive players. So like Dennis uh, is no longer playing, even though he's he's on offense, but he ends up going to the bench because he's not fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like there there are places where different players are used to playing where he's just like no, you just won't see the field. And so they go into the half up by two or three, I think, and. In the locker room, the kids are exhausted because they've been playing multiple positions throughout the uh, throughout the season that they've never played before, and that they're, they're just tired. Like winning uh, is hard enough, but like winning in this manner is just killing them. And so, I think at this point, yeah, his son has to step in and say, uh, "Dad, we're dying. Could you stop?" And his dad's like, "No, die. Just, just I mean, no, no, not die, but win. You know, like, you want to win, win. That's you right." Know. His, he said, football is fun because winning is fun. And if you're not winning, it's not fun. So aren't you having fun? And his son's like, well, no, not really. You know, like we were having more fun when we were losing. And mm-hmm. so I think it took a minute before Connor could finally express his dad that you're not doing this for us. You're doing this for you. You're doing this because Dan Patrick embarrassed you on TV and you want to make a name for yourself or a show like or a show that you are still you still got it in the meantime before you get back into the NFL, because this is your fault. You whatever bounty gate thing happened is your fault, and now you're using us to kind of get around that. And so, yeah, it made him take a long, hard look at himself, at least. Uh, and he did it in front of everybody yeah. in the locker room. And the kid wasn't wrong. 
Nope. He didn't lie. <laughs> no. He's like, Dad, I have not seen you. You've never cared about my football career. And now all of a sudden we got to win since when? Yeah. Since when? So Sean Payton has like this uh, like light bulb goes off moment coming down to it's the end of the game. It's like what, like 31, 28. And then Mm -hmm. they're going to like go for it with like uh, a couple of seconds left on the clock. But instead they bring out the field goal unit and have the kid who Harlan, he didn't want to play him. He's going to kick the game tying field goal. And everyone's like, well, why is Sean Payton going for the tie? It doesn't make any sense, but he does. Yeah. I mean, he he does, but again, this is he kind of has to because again, his his son has identified that this isn't about you. And also, we're a team that would have never found ourselves in a in a championship situation. And you legit told half the team they can't play. Like at some point, Sean Payton was like, "I'll put you on the bench," you know, like mm-hmm. to his own kid. And you know, sometimes that's not the wrong decision. But I just didn't think you you benched half the team. You can't continue to bench other people like you're going to run out of players at some point. So I think, yeah, like as he realized that they were keeping up and they were doing fine in the scheme that they had, yeah, why not give Harlan a chance to tie the game? Sure, you could lose the championship, but it's sixth grade football. You will live. And so, um, yeah, the, the, the scene is set for Harlan to, to, to step up and to win the game. Yeah. And Rob, you got the band playing in the background. It's fun. Marching playing. band. We are young. Yeah, the marching band. Remix. Is playing. We are young in the background. Harlan is looking up into the crowd like he always does. Did you play that song he, in 2012? No, no. In 2012, I was retired. Okay. Yeah, I think in 2012, I was out of marching mm-hmm. band by then. Uh, but yes, Harlan looks up into the crowd. He's looking for his muse, that young lady that he always stares at. And um, he doesn't see her in the crowd because she's standing directly underneath the scoreboard, basically, with a big sign that says, Go Harlan. And, you know, his eyes just gloss over. And he's just like, This is the moment he's been waiting for. He's going to impress this woman or this girl. And he goes to kick the ball, and everything's moving in slow motion. You got the porcupines looking on. You got their coach, the All State. Well, I'm sorry, that's All State. The old, old, old Spice Man, <laughs> just watching on from a distance. Yeah. Um, and and he's trying to figure out why his uh, stepdaughter is winking at the at the kicker mm-hmm. of the other team. Harlan kicks the ball. It soars, and it veers what far right, Rob? Very far, <laughs> very far, very far right yeah. to the point where it hits the scoreboard, and the scoreboard like. Burst into like fireworks is like like spraying everywhere. They missed the field. Seems like a fire hazard. The game. Definitely a fire hazard. <laughs> Probably why they cut the game like cut the game short after once they hit forty yeah, points. Yeah. Um. But they shut it down. That was the goal. They wanted to beat the porcupine so bad that they shut the the, the score go- scoreboard off on them, like has been done to them so many times before. But they don't win. But Harlan's kick does break the scoreboard and the game is they over. Nuts. They lose the game. Yeah. 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 But the kids go nuts. Rob, it's not about winning for them. They were happy not to about winning. And, and don't you understand Chappelle? That's why it wasn't a big deal that Sean Payne went back to football and never won another championship. He learned right. it was about having fun. It didn't matter if he won another Super Bowl. Yes, exactly. He and you understood know the assignment. He kept the Saints from winning another Super Bowl. And yes, we all, we all thank you he for your contributions, Sean Payton. Yeah, he, he could have uh, stopped the the Vikings at the last second. Uh, that, you know, he could, he could have uh, done more to fight when the Rams uh, uh, had a ghost pass interference or no yeah, pass Rob, interference. But ha- yeah, but did you have fun, Rob? It's fun. Was it, but was it fun? You know? 
Mm-hmm. The, the famous Jeff Probst question. Was mm-hmm. it fun? He could have beat Tom like Brady in an NFC championship game. Okay, we would have preferred that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like you, no, we used to no, it was no, having fun. fun. Yeah, have fun after we beat Brady. After we beat Brady. Um, but yeah, that's what happens. That's how the game, it basically, uh, the game ends with them losing. But like I said, all the kids were so happy. They all got to play in their first championship game. They got second place. They get trophies. You know, so this was a win for them. Not a win for Sean, but it made him look good. Like, this was like the first positive moment that he's had throughout the entire film. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. So... Ultimately, uh, we're going to see Sean Payton go back to the NFL. Finally, he's learned his lessons. Yes, he has. He has taken accountability for the appropriate time that he thought was appropriate. And mm-hmm. now he's back. He's to back. never. Yeah. To never deal with that scandal again. He's done the time and the crime or allegedly mm-hmm. uh, whatever. He took accountability for a crime, whatever. And he's back. And, and uh, his um, assistant, person says that uh you know like he he seems a lot more patient yes. uh with her now that he's back after dealing with you know kids and she seems to be incompetent so i'm glad that he found some patience and Chappelle, we get the wildest netflix cameo since ed sheeran showed up in red notice because yes. sean payton himself plays the janitor who greets sean payton back at his office Yes, it's Sean Payton, bitch. You know, like just like the Ed Sheeran reveal. Um, yeah, it, it it's his moment. Is this his acting de- debut? Right? I think so. Um, seemingly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He had a horrible wig on, but there he is, Lionel the janitor, Sean Payton, the mind behind this beautiful film, and the reason why we are here today to talk about it. And so, yeah, it was good to see him. Uh, pop in here because I'm like, okay, he was involved. Because for uh, throughout the entire film, I was trying to decide if Sean Payton actually knew this was happening. Like, did he sign off on this? Mm-hmm. But by the end, I saw him in the movie. I was like, oh, okay, he's definitely complicit in whatever happens after this. <laughs> he was. Um, so yeah, yeah, like whatever, whatever backlash he gets, he, he was a part of it. And he deserves everything that he gets for this film. Do you think that Sean Payton um, should have said uh, something about like, boy, coach, you really let yourself go? No, no, he more like said, like, coach, we missed you. We couldn't have done it without you. Yeah. The whole team was was clamoring for you to get back. Like, what? okay, Sean Payton, we get it. Yeah. What, <laughs> what did he say? He said, the, the team stunk without you? Yeah. He's like, hey, they sucked without you. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Sean Payton's like, just, just so you know, while I was gone, I was missed. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, I was trying to see that I saw on Twitter that there was like some reason why uh, Sean Payton played the like he did that he played the janitor as like a uh, tribute to somebody who was on like the custodial staff. Oh, uh, Mr. Lionel, the janitor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if Lionel, the janitor is like a real person. But um, according to this random website I found, Sean Payton has played himself on TV before. Um, You know, he has a a quick cameo as a janitor in this film, uh, which takes his name from the title of his 2010 autobiography, Home Team Coaching the Saints and the New Orleans uh, Back to Life. So Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a book, Home Team, that we need to read to fully get the context of why this movie happened. Because this is... Based on, you know, Sean Payton's writings. And so I'm sure there's something there that will explain why Sean Payton decided to uh, pelt us with vomit in the form of this movie. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, he does a tribute, uh, Lionel, who was a Superdome janitor who uh, apparently passed away from COVID. So uh, nice, uh, nice thought from Sean Payton uh, for for Lionel. Um, but that is, is it. that's home team. That's home team. Okay. We did it. Chappelle. Okay, now this is the part that people are going to want to listen to because based on now processing home team on Netflix, we are inside the mind of Sean Payton. And so that we are the two best qualified people to be able to tell the rest of the world what will happen next for Sean Payton now that he has stepped down as the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. I, I don't know. Like, I, we, I don't know if coaching's in his future. Like, I feel like if I watched this and I was looking for a potential coach for my football team at any level, really, I'd probably be like, mm, should we pick Sean Payton? Because it looks yeah. like he's going to pick fun over winning. Uh, well, maybe he's changed. Maybe he's changed. But that being said, I also don't know what Sean Payton will do if he is not coaching football. Because based on what I've seen in the film, that if he does not coach, he will die. I mean, he could make more films like this, but then we will die. We will die. So which one is, yeah, so which one is more important? It looks like regardless, people will die. You know, and that's just inevitable. Yeah. Lives will be lost. Yeah. Sean Payton is, is literally holding our lives in his hand right now. We don't know what he's going to do. So Sean Payton can't not coach. He must coach. He, he must coach it's his thing. on some level. He's, He's only able to coach. Yes, that's his. That is his his, his uh, driving force. Will he go to college for a year? Just a year? I don't know. You don't think that would be his like landing point forever? You don't think he could just go and be a college football juggernaut? Can they bring the XFL back? <sighs> well, I mean, if you bring back the XFL, you probably could get like a legal bounty gate going. You know, isn't that oh, like the premise? Like, he'd, like, he'd probably be at home with that. We're bringing yeah. back the XFL and we've okayed Bounty Gate. Right. You you put like, uh, I mean, look, look, look. Online gambling for football is probably at its highest popularity that it's yes. ever been. I remember in the 90s where they were like literally paid, like paid ads where they would be talking about sports betting and how bad it was for you. Mm-hmm. Um, like that and Got Milk campaigns had the 90s like in a blender. Mm-hmm. But like it's completely shifted. You never see a milk commercial ever again, but you also like now see people just openly talking about betting on these games. And I can imagine if you can start to put like a bounty gate bet out there where it's like, okay, well, if wow. this player is able to injure this person then you can get a uh, such and such, such and such on, you know, whatever sporting websites you, okay. you got, you might have a, or Sean Payton is going to reside for a very long time. Wow, Chappelle, nobody else is talking about this stuff, about the inverse relationship between milk and gambling. So, you know, mm-hmm. 25 years ago, milk, milk, milk promotion everywhere, couldn't gamble. Now it's uh-huh. completely flipped. Is is there correlation? I don't know. It might be something to think about. I mean, milk was in high regard. Like everybody was a got milk. You had a milk mustache, yeah. you had milk commercials, you had milk. milk Lactose intolerant. Like what? What are you, un-American? Right. Exactly. But back then, gambling was bad. Weed was bad. You had to dare, you know, all that, all that good stuff. Now that poor dare lion is somewhere crying in a ditch somewhere because people people are not to watch euphoria gambling. Yeah. Look, I'm telling people not to watch euphoria. (laughs) Protect your peace. Protect your peace. But uh, check out the the recap on post recaps with Grace and Amon if you want to keep up with the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, there might be a correlation between like the the fall of grace that uh, Milk took and the not rise from the Euphoria podcast. Yeah, yeah, not from the Euphoria podcast. Twenty five years yeah, ago, milk, it was a Mooforia. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> uh, milk, milk, milk bad. 
weed good. That's if nothing else, that's what this movie taught me. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that that's home team, Chappelle. Uh, lots of fun to go through this with you. Uh, that it, that's the best part about watching a terrible movie is uh, I get to come here and talk about it with you. Uh, so, so Rob, how many terrible movies have we watched? Like, are you are you so watched, it, are you talking about Red Notice? No, you, I, you, I, you, I thought Red Notice was very fun, and the podcast with Puyo was uh, was fun. That was a fun one to talk about. Probably Night Teeth was uh, a was bad movie. Yeah, that it's similar to this, okay. where it's like badish. Yeah, so rank them. Hmm. What, well, what movies do, have, we, have we talked about? We talked about uh, Red Notice, um, Night, Night Teeth, Home Team. Uh, was there? Is there? Uh, uh, and the Princess Switch, and the Princess Switch three. Well, two, mm-hmm. three. We watched three. Princess Switch yes. three. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So those are our four. Go on and rank them for us. Um, I oh, would say Tick, Tick, Boom and Don't Look Up, Don't Count oh, yeah. because Tick, yeah. they're both like critically acclaimed movies. Although Don't Look Up, I might not necessarily be in the top two. Okay. Um, so yeah. I would say <laughs> <laughs> the movies that we watched. Okay. Um, this Night Teeth Princess Switch. Um, I would say Princess Switch was uh, three was the best of the four. I preferred Night Teeth. I preferred Night, Night Teeth. Teeth. Yeah. Yeah. And then Princess Switch. Actually, three. no. I like Red Notice the best. Um. Uh, yeah. Red Notice. Red Notice higher is probably highs. the best one. Yeah. Yeah. Higher highs. Cause yeah, and then you had Ed, Ed, the Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, that's yeah. all that mattered, really. So yeah. uh, I, I'd put them: uh, Red Notice, uh, Princess Switch, uh, Night Teeth, Home Team. Yeah, Home Team is definitely number four. It's mm-hmm. it's it's the weakest link here. Uh, yeah, this is not great. Not great, Sean Payton. Is this your debut? I don't know, but you know, there's only there's nowhere else to go but up. I shall say so. Don't look up. We, maybe we have a bright future. Yeah, um, he needs to look up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Chappelle. Next week we have a very highly anticipated show coming to Netflix. Mm-hmm. There's so a lot I've of big heard. stuff coming to Netflix on in February. Let's just set the stage of uh, what what's going on on Netflix. Okay, over mm-hmm. on uh, the top ten. Ooh, all of us are dead. Ooh, that sounds uh, scary, like a zombie high school. Well, it's it's a Korean film, so it's right That's up our alley. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> right? We are the the foremost expert on Korean films on Netflix now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yes, yes. Uh, well, it's a show. I'm sorry, but uh, I reached out to AJ Mass the other day because I was like, hey, AJ, have you seen this? And because I know this is AJ's bag, he likes Korean Korean shows and he definitely likes zombie stuff. And AJ told me it started off slow and then goes completely unhinged in the first episode and then leading into the second episode. So it sounds like a fun watch. Okay. Um, we might need to reach out to somebody if we ever want to do that one. Okay. Uh, so then we also have coming up our right, February is going to be a big month on Netflix. Okay. Uh, coming this week, uh, we have, mm-hmm. uh, in addition to, uh, what we are going to be talking about, um, in February, love is blind is, uh, is coming. I, I am happy to say that, uh, there will be RHAP coverage of love is blind with Asia Welch and Mary Kwiatkowski coming. Uh, so we don't, we don't, that's taken care of. Okay. 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 We got love is blind covered. Yes. Cool. Okay. Um, the one that there seems to be a lot of hype about coming up. Here we go. Murderville. Oh, see, I thought you were going to mention the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. 
Well, yes, uh, that's that's another one that, that's that's going on. It's number two right now in the number US. Number two. The woman in... Uh, yeah. I heard it's not that good. Uh, look, I have not watched it yet, but I mean, like I said, the title has my attention, so I'm probably going to check it out. Um, and I thought it was a movie, but apparently it's a TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a series. Like, it's uh, eight episodes, and they're only 30 minutes long, so it wouldn't be that hard of a watch. Um, but I might check it out, but I don't think that's what we're going to be talking about this week. This week, we're going to be talking yeah. about Murderville. Murderville. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So Season one coming Thursday. Uh, so I think we're, we're going to plan on covering the premiere of Murderville. Okay. The okay. premiere. And do you have a guest in mind? Uh, yes. So let me just give the setup here. Uh, Murderville stars Will Arnett and uh, a cast of other uh, funny people where that they have uh, all have a script for something. And then every week there's a guest star that doesn't have the script for some sort of detective show. It's an okay. Impro- so it's an de- improvisational <laughs> crime comedy. Okay. Are you following? So, yeah. Uh, barely. So it's a detective crime show, but yes. it's comedic and they're going to bring in a guest every week who doesn't know the script. They're just going to improv everything and then they're going to end the show and then they're going to do another episode next, like with a different guest. With a different script. That's right. Marshawn Lynch is okay. in it, Chappelle. Marshawn Lynch is one of the guests that are going to be improvising? Or is I he think like he's one of, one of the, of the main, main cast, cast members. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I, the, look, we're just going to segue from football to a little bit more football uh, with Marshawn Lynch and Murderville. And so mm-hmm. uh, it sounds interesting, I should I should say, but um, I don't know. I wonder how this is going to turn out yes. because um, I could imagine this getting uh, either really, really bad or, you know, meh. So no, um, I heard it's really funny. Okay, so uh, we're going to check that out. It's going to be next week on Nothing But Netflix. We're going to be joined by Mari Forth once again. And Sarah Carradine hmm. are going to come on to talk about Murderville. Okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. I, look, I'm very excited. We're having Mari back for a return. But then also my first time podcasting with Sarah Carradine. Uh, and so this is going to be a good time. Yeah, I bet these are going to be 30 minute episodes. I bet we could knock out a couple. Yeah, maybe let's do the first two. Maybe if they're 30 minutes, let's do the first yeah, two. We'll check it out. Okay. All right. Chappelle, yeah. what's coming up for you this week? Um, Rob Big Brother is back. Oh my God! <laughs> yes, are you excited? Like, yes, I don't know what it is about me. I'm a, I'm a damaged human, obviously, because Big Brother just makes me so happy. And so, since the cast reveal, I've been thinking of nothing else but like what next week is going to be like. Once really, Celebrity Big Brother three. Yeah, like you're I so into Big Brother it. is like my happy place. It's my happy place. It really is. Every year, it's like the one constant. Like in the summertime, we're gonna get Big Brother. But now you give me these celebrity seasons, and I'm like, okay, cool. I just mm-hmm. needed a little. A little, a little uh, fix before the big show, you know, this summer, and so I'm very excited for Big Brother, and I believe you and I will be talking about the premiere, the premiere on opening night, Wednesday yes. night at 9:15 Eastern. We'll be live with Chappelle and myself and Taryn and Melissa. Yes, and I am very excited. I'm ready to, to jump back into all the Big Brother shenanigans, and so I'm very um, happy, you know, for for this part of the year. Um, also. Um, I recently recorded a podcast on my own, thanks to you, uh, 
March on the CW is a show that follows the Prairie View A&M University marching band, the Marching Storm, on their journey to be the number one band in the country. Um, and it's a band that I used to be a part of. I used to uh, be a member of that band as well as a student at that school is my alma mater. And so I got to talk about it with the announcer of the band, um, TT on the mic. She joined me to talk about it. And that's on the reality, uh, reality rehab ups rehab ups feed or whatever. So you can check that out on the CW, watch the show, support the show. Um, you know, they have their own after show and stuff like that, but I had a good time covering it as well. Um, uh, and then I was on the wrestling wrap up with Mari, yes. uh, and Matt this week to Royal talk Rumble about the Royal up. Rumble. Yeah. The Royal Rumble preview. And so with the, dra- we drafted who we thought would do well in the Royal Rumble. And so, uh, I guess this coming week, we will know what the results of that, uh, is. Do you feel so good about I've your draft? Uh, the, on the men's side, no. And on the women's side, I did until some shenanigans happened on SmackDown. And so now Mari and I are beefing. But I do think, like, there, I, I have a better chance to win the win, the women's draft See, than I do the men's draft. I didn't draft. know you followed the wrestling that closely. I support Matt and Mari and all the things yes. that they do in life. Yes. So if they tell me to watch wrestling, I'm going to watch wrestling. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I, I'm able to keep an eye on it. But, Rob, the thing is... yeah. A lot of these wrestlers been wrestling since I was a kid. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. they still they still doing the thing. Like if I got it, like Edge was there the other day. I was mm-hmm. like Edge, like geez, like gosh, yeah. you were thirty six when I started watching mm-hmm. wrestling. And you got to be in your late sixties. Yeah. Uh, now, so yeah, but yeah, it's easy to it's easy to keep one eye on, and of course, Mad Mario make it so easy to follow. So check out the wrestling wrap up to catch that, but also just you know listen to the wrestling wrap up every week to kind of keep up with all the shenanigans that are going on in wrestling right now. Okay, and Royal Rumble coming up uh, this Sunday. I was trying to get my kids watching. Uh, I think last night we had on uh, was it SmackDown? I tried to like. I'm like, hey, what's this? Oh, we should watch. Let's check yeah. out what this is. Uh, they, they, like, were, no. they were like sort of like uh, like curious about what was going on. A lot of explosions. Yeah, so you have to you have to incept a favorite wrestler into them. Once once a kid like has a yes. rooting interest, it's like any other sport. Once you have a rooting interest, you're like more invested. Yeah, it wasn't so, a super exciting uh, tag team match that we were seeing. Exactly. Like you gotta be like, no, no, no. Check out this guy, the Miz. And then mm-hmm. you'll have some like connective tissue. You can see like or or the John Hennigan. You mm-hmm. know, and then like one yeah. day you can be like, Hey, look, Dominic, we know him. Yeah, Seamus so, wasn't getting it done. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. Montez. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, um, I think there's definitely room for you to kind of you know, push wrestling on your kids. Yeah. This is the time. Now is the time. It's age appropriate now. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we have got a big week coming up with the Celebrity Big Brother. Don't forget about uh, the Amazing Race as well. Joe Millionaire. Uh, we've got uh, Too Hot to Handle coverage going on. 90 Day Fiance and much more. If you miss anything, check out our weekly wrap up where every week we bring you the best moments of the week gone by. And once upon a time, it was Chappelle who said that that needs to happen. Chappelle, yes. be be the kind of change you want to see in the world. <laughs> so does that mean I need to just keep submitting clips of me onto yes, that, uh, that please, show? Please, please. And if you have anything from uh, from this episode that you think should be in the best of the week, send it in. Robinswebsite.com slash best of. Yeah. Did you get any uh, good feedback about the best of? Do people like it? I feel like I, that I um, saw some feedback, but I thought I, I thought I would get more. I'm yeah, well, look, a little disappointed as, in the... Uh, as long as it's not negative. I didn't get any <laughs> negative feedback. Got some positive and then uh, yeah. a lot, a lot of nothing. Right. So listeners, if you, if you have something that you think should be included or whatever, then let us know. Or yeah. if you hear something that catches your attention, let us know. We like to get the feedback here and the uh, listeners again, drive the show. Yeah. They, they don't yeah, realize how much happen. power they have. 
Yeah, y'all make it happen. Y'all make it happen. And so, uh, yeah, keep reaching out. Keep sending us uh, feedback and uh, supporting and listening and uh, making this job really easy to do. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week to talk about Murderville. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.